0: Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit CanyonGlutenFree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores! J.D. Or Stevens, lets it go and there's your touchdown, Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt, he's at the 5, touchdown Colorado State! Sing that fight song a little bit louder because it is homecoming week, people. Colorado State will host San Diego State Saturday night at Canvas Stadium, 8 p.m. kickoff on ESPN2. Yeah, uh, I apologize for not having a podcast yesterday. I'm a little bit under the weather. can probably still hear it in my voice, uh, a little bit hard to speak, but I'll do my best to push through it. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. The Ram's going to be wearing different uniforms this week. They announced them back in the spring, so no surprise here. But we got to see the graphic on Twitter earlier, Um, white helmet, traditional circular uh, Ram head logo on the side. I'll say this about the uniforms. They look good. Um, I don't think they're overwhelmingly impressive or anything like that I like the all green combination better. I like the traditional green and gold better. Honestly, I like pretty much every one of the alternates better than I like this combo with this helmet. But it doesn't look bad. It looks fine, and that's just part of the game now. All the recruiting, all the swag, you might as well get a new option out of it since you're going to do the sticker decals for State Pride. This gives you some flexibility with other options. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how they look. Can we um can we stop with the snarky comments about the uniforms and the swag being the reason that this program is is not winning? That's absolutely ridiculous, guys. Come on. The players aren't the ones determining the jerseys. The players aren't the ones picking all this. This is all marketing. It's a big part of the game, and I know like you guys are frustrated and I know you see this stuff and you're like, "Hey, maybe focus on Winning a little bit more, focus on swag a little bit less, I get it. But the reality is, is this is part of the game now. And CSU needs to do stuff like this if they want to elevate the program and, and get out of the Mountain West, which ultimately needs to be the goal. So, like, I know you're pissed off about 1-4. in four. I know you're pissed off about the lack of progression over the last five years. All of that is fair. I get all of it. But the snarky comments about the uniforms, they're just tiring. And ultimately, they're not going to fix anything. They don't change anything. CSU's still going to do these new uniforms. The kids are still going to post pictures about them online. That's just the way the game has played now. Let's all just embrace it instead of, I don't know, just being bitter about it. Because, hey, what's the point? It obviously is doing good things. I mean, you're not winning national championships or anything like that uniforms aren't gonna be the difference between winning and losing. But they might be the difference between, you know, getting aired on Sports Center that day or not. And maybe because you're on Sports Center that day, one person you were recruiting that was kind of on the verge, you know, it just sinks in their head that hey, that's a national programme. That's a place I can get exposure. So it's just it's part of the game. I think it's better to embrace it. I I just don't get why we're being Snarky. The other thing that I would suggest that the fans stop getting all just passive-aggressive about is the decorating of the statues. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a little bit corny. I don't quite understand the point of it. But if it gets students engaged and it's something they want to do, they feel a part of CSU football. They feel a part of Ram Ruckus, the community, everything that makes college atmosphere great then fine. Decorate the statues, whatever. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what the critics think. Let, them, let the students do their thing. They've, they've shown up pretty well this season, thus far, especially given the circumstances and you know, the college football attendance and leaving early. It's an issue across the country. I go to games everywhere. It's an issue everywhere. I know it's easy to take shots at them and, and you want them to stay. I wish they would stay it's, it's annoying when you see a one-score game against Toledo in the fourth quarter and everyone's gone. But, hey, these games are five hours long. They're too long. I've advocated this for years. They have to change something until they do. Students aren't going to buy in. There's just too many other things to do. So, hey, if decorating statues gets 10 or 20 more people to stay because they feel like I, they have a genuine connection to CSU football because they participated in that tradition then all the power to him. I support anything that gets the students interested. I support them trying. And that's the thing, guys. I know a lot of these people that have been in Ram Ruckus for the last five, six years. I know a lot of these leaders. They work their ass off. They are trying. They want committed students. They want the game day atmosphere that we all crave. But it's a process, man. And when the team's not winning, that's tough. But let's not take shots at them for trying to get people interested trying to get people in the seats because that's what you guys complain about all the time that's the stuff that you you say you want you want the students there then don't take shots at them when they actually try to do something to get people entertained it might not be the best idea in the world but hey their hearts in the right place that's what matters people are trying okay that's what it comes down to to me people are given effort and i appreciate the effort and you should too But that's enough about that. That's enough of my rant. (laughs) I didn't intend on talking about that stuff for that long. Got a little too into it. But hey, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. The CSU San Diego State game, really going to be tough for the Rams. It was a game coming in this season, I thought might be winnable. But I'm not feeling so confident on it now. We're going to talk about that all kinds more after this quick break. Going to take just a hot second to shout out Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of the NVR Rams. On Saturday, October 5th, Breckenridge Brewery will be hosting its 29th anniversary party, the annual Hootin' Nanny, at, over at the farmhouse in Littleton. Um, going to be all kinds of games. You're not going to want to miss it. Rare beers, live music, really just a a kick-ass time. The Disco Biscuits are headlining. Mandolin Orange is playing as well, so you got two stages. Massive bands, games, prizes. Really, I mean, what more could you ask for? If you're not going to be spending the weekend watching college football, you might as well be spending it at Breck Brew. Um, Tickets at breckenridgebrew.com slash Nanny. doors open at 12 30 p.m definitely check it out if you're in the denver metro area head over to breck brew in littleton and have a great time yeah we love those guys love being associated with them and i wish that i could go i wish i could be there but hey got a job to do got a little bit of football to cover and we're gonna talk a little bit of football right now All right, like we talked about before the break, we're going to talk a lot about this CSU-San Diego State matchup in depth. I published an article earlier today that kind of talked about why facing Rocky Long is such a unique challenge. Mike Bobo really did a nice job of just kind of eloquently explaining, one, why he respects Rocky Long and his team so much, really just gushed over the way that Long's defenses in particular play just with such great intensity, such effort. He talked about how they're patient and then they come and they attack the runners really aggressively. Uh, It speaks to the level of confidence that they have both in, in their own abilities as players, but also the system. They believe that it's going to work when you see guys that really just give all out while still playing within the system. You know, you can get, really solid results, and we're seeing that with this San Diego State defense thus far. Um, I will admit that the Aztecs have not played an overwhelmingly impressive schedule. I'm not extremely impressed by any of their wins. They went to Utah State, lost on the road before by last week, but this is a team that only gives up 11.8 points per game. That's eighth best in the country. They hit. Extremely hard. They're really great against the pass. One of the things that this defense does particularly well is they can generate pressure. Only rushing three. Uh, that has to do with the way that their defensive linemen move. They like to do a lot of things that just kind of confuse the offensive line. And it's going to be a tough task. Tough task. <laughs> it's going to be a tough task for CSU's offense this week. You just haven't really seen the Rams be able to consistently beat zone defenses between the sticks, especially with Patrick O'Brien. Uh, this this isn't a knock on him. I've said before, I don't think it's fair to place all of the offensive issues on his shoulders. I mean, it's not it's not his fault. He got thrown into the fire here after not getting to run with the ones for months, so... Yeah. I don't know. Can O'Brien step up and make those throws? So far, he has not been accurate enough with the football. You've seen the the big playability. He definitely has a strong arm. He can throw a pretty deep ball, but he's really struggled with those intermediate throws. He's got to be able to make those, you know, eight to 18 yard throws, the stuff that really keeps defenders on edge, knowing you're not just going to try and go deep to Dante or Nate Craig Myers all the time. You can't just run posts and flies and stuff like that. You got to be able to to mix it up and get them the football, you got to be able to use the middle of the field. One of the things I would really like to see this weekend is I would like to see the tight ends get involved. I talked about this a little bit the other day. I think it was a big issue against Utah State. Why are you not using Trey McBride and why are you not using Cam Butler more? You have two elite tight ends, both run well, both block well. They have good hands. They're good after the football. They can really open up everything for Patrick O'Brien. You you open up the middle of the field, you're gonna take some of the heat off Dante Wright. You're gonna take some of the heat off of Nate Craig Myers, which you know that this Aztecs defense, they're gonna try and they're gonna try and sit on it. Because if they can generate pressure with only three or four guys, drop seven or eight, that's really gonna be tough. That's gonna limit, you know, what kind of open space O'Brien has. It's gonna make the the windows that he has to throw into extremely tight. And at this point he just He hasn't shown us that he can consistently do it. That's not to say that he can't do it. That's not to say that he can't come out this week and all of a sudden the offense just clicks. That's certainly possible. I think the ability is there, but you just need him to, one, be more comfortable within the offense, more confident, making his reads, step through his throws, just everything about him, and I think you're going to see that as the weeks go on. He should get just more comfortable in this offense, assuming that they stick with him and don't, End up going to Justice McCoy at some point, which is also possible just given how these last couple of weeks have gone. I mean, if they come out at home this week and your passing offense is basically as ineffective as it was at Utah State, you're going to have some issues because as good as this San Diego State defense is and as impressive as they are, you got to be able to move the football, especially at home. You're not going to be able to use the weather as an excuse. Like last week, I think everybody understood that that was a particularly brutal position to be in. You're the backup quarterback. You're 24-point underdogs at one point. You're trying to lead this team to victory on the road without your starting wide receiver, with your running back having the shoulder issue. And on top of that, it's absolutely raining cats and dogs. It did not. I mean, it cleared up for maybe about 40 minutes, but aside from... 40 minutes there it rained the entire time I was in Logan Utah for over like 24 hours straight absolutely miserable conditions I can't imagine what it was like for Patrick trying to throw the football and and he talked about it he said it was hard to grip the football it was hard to really you know place some of those throws where they needed to be but you're coming back you're home it's supposed to be clear weather can't be any excuses this week and we really need to see this offense kind of take the next step we've seen them get big chunk plays, but we haven't really seen them methodically, consistently move up the field the way. I mean, with Colin Hill, you were getting some of those, you know, ten play, eighty yard drives ending with touchdowns. You need that with O'Brien too. You can't just go sixty yards and stall at the thirty yard line having to settle for a forty five yard field goal attempt. Gotta put points on the board, gotta move the football, gotta control the time of possession, and most importantly, you can't have plays that go for a loss. They were just so many plays that went for a loss against Utah State. They really the run game was completely ineffective and it made it so hard on this offense that if you do that against San Diego State, you are going to be in a world of hurt because that's what they make that's what they make their living on. It's what Bobo talked about earlier this week. They they want to force you in third and long because they know they're going to be able to pressure you and they know they're going to be able to drop and they're able to rely on their veterans in the secondary, people like Dwayne Johnson Jr. Guy fourth year, uh, starter not starter. Excuse me, fourth year player in this system. He leads their team in total tackles. He's kind of he plays what they call the Aztec. Uh, it's just kind of like a hybrid uh, secondary slash guy who comes and crashes the line of scrimmage in the run game. Uh, really physical player. Somebody that I I enjoy watching quite a bit. Somebody who I'm looking forward to see in person. But yeah, this this isn't gonna be an easy game. I guess that's the that's the point of this podcast. When it all is said and done, this is gonna be a tough matchup for CSU. Uh, not an ideal homecoming opponent. I think you would like to get I don't know UNLV or New Mexico or somebody on homecoming, but brutal draw for the Rams. Probably another home loss, unfortunately. But hey, it's why you play the game. I don't want to count them out too soon. I. I don't like their chances going in that's just being realistic but that's that's not to say that the Rams can't get this done I have that 2016 game when they went into Qualcomm in the pouring rain and really just kind of beat down the Aztecs beat them by 32-63 31 they gave up some points in the second and third quarter but they were they were well in control of that game from start to finish that that was a game where nobody thought They had a chance either. I mean, that San Diego State team won 11 games. They were a Mountain West championship contender. Same as this, so completely similar situation. That's why you play the game, man. I mean, this San Diego State offense really isn't anything special. Uh, Their quarterback, Ryan Agnew, does not impress me at all. They have great, great athletes at the running back and wide receiver position, as always. I mean, SDSU always has speed. They usually rely on their on their run game and their offensive line, and that's no different this year. Uh, Juwan at Washington, a great athlete, a guy who you definitely don't want to get the football in space because he's dangerous, had a kickoff return against CSU in that game. Been a few years. I guess he would have been like a freshman at the time, but I think it was like a 100-yard kickoff for a touchdown. So really can fly and if you've seen that continue over the last couple of years. But this is a game that I'm really interested to see. As it currently stands, uh, fifty-one and a half point over under seems like the majority of the people are taking the over on that. Not not shocking. I mean, it is a game at Canvas Stadium. Even with San Diego State's stellar defense, I, I think you can just expect a little bit of points on the board. It might be the Aztecs only throwing points on the board, but uh, I I would lean towards the over on fifty-one and a half as well. But hey, you never know. Maybe it'll be a slugfest, a slow game. I think a shootout. Um, probably favors San Diego State not necessarily because I trust their offense more but I just trust their defense to get a stop more than I trust CSU's defense to get a stop or CSU's offense to go down the field and that's ultimately what it comes down to San Diego State's defense they are the best group that will be in this game can the Rams upset them at home we shall see definitely a big game fans are starting to get restless Yeah, just not the start that CSU fans were hoping for. I mean, I feel like we're on Groundhog Day at this point. I wrote that the other day as well. Mike Bobo kind of feels like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, just doomed to relive this same miserable experience each and every week. They do something right, but something works against them, and they end up losing. And he has to stand in front of all of us, dejected, and explain what the hell went wrong. And uh, you know, I feel for the guy. I've said it, I've said it throughout. But this is a results business. He's one of the highest paid coaches in the league. They've got to figure this out. They've got to they've got to turn this around and try and salvage a respectable season. Because right now, you seem to be on the fast pace to three and nine, or potentially even worse, if you end up losing to New Mexico on the road or any UNLV at home or one of these other games. So we shall see how it plays out. Obviously, going to talk about this game plenty as we lead up to it we'll be at practice later today getting more quotes from defensive players mike bobo as well so keep an eye on dnvr rams over the next couple of days plenty of written content for subscribers thank you to everyone that has already subscribed you guys are what allow me to live my dreams and i definitely appreciate you guys love the dnvr rams family shout out to everyone if you have one of those t-shirts and you're wearing it at the game please post a picture tag us in it i want to see it I think it's so cool that you guys buy the t-shirts and support us. Uh, yeah, also check out some of the new gear. Uh, some new sweet Avalanche t-shirts have come out. Got the three-headed monster with Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantnin, <laughs> uh Gabriel Landeskog. I wasn't going to go into this, but uh, Avalanche season opener coming up. They got to figure this out. If If we miss regular season games, there are going to be a lot of angry folks. It's already a bummer. I mean, I watch high school football games on altitude during the week, missing that, uh, but hope they get it together soon. Don't block my altitude or whatever. I think it's kind of ridiculous that the responsibility falls on the consumer to put pressure on these people to get these deals to come through, but I guess that that's where we are as a, a sports, just where the, the market's at for sports right now, so... Weird times, weird times indeed. Keep up with the site over the next couple of days. Thanks for listening, y'all.